You're very welcome to episode 18 of the second season of LOI Weekly with Johnny Ward. That's me and Daniel McDonald, uh, who's here as ever uh, alongside me. And we're on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, at LOI Weekly on Twitter. Later on, we're going to be joined by Watford, Watford manager, rather, Alan Reynolds. Uh, the first interview he's going to give uh, since the shocking attack that he uh, endured in Tremor. And uh, that's going to be interesting and it'll be great to have Alan on. But before that, we're joined by uh, Carl Shepard, the Cork City striker. How are you getting on, Carl? I'm not too bad. Good to be on. Uh, yeah, the the reason one of the reasons we brought you on, I suppose, a couple of reasons. Um, you you did an interview with me last week, speaking about having an issue with arthritis, which um, actually got a bit of a reaction. And I also wanted to talk to you about uh, your comments about the pitch in Sligo. But I suppose if we start with your uh, arthritis issue, I mean, this just explains why you were basically shit for about six months. <laughs> Yeah, in uh, my own words, not even the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, no, yeah, as I said, yeah, I was playing really poor and I felt like I wasn't running right and I wasn't moving right and back was at me for ages. And I just thought, oh, it's obviously the driving up and down the road that's not doing it, that's not doing me any good. So, but then I went to see a specialist and she was saying, look, you basically have uh, psoriatic arthritis and uh yeah, so thankfully from there I was able to start getting injections. I know I'm still not 100% myself, but I'm slowly starting to get there. The back's starting to ease up with each day and each injection I take. So so like day-to-day, what impact was it having? I mean, was it just when you were playing or was it just in every in everyday life as such that you were you were feeling some kind of twinge, Carl? Oh, no, it was everyday life. I was, uh, the thing that with, with this, uh, doing sports actually helps so the second the season finished, I think it was maybe about a week later, I was in severe back pain, like getting really, really bad back pain up at night during the day. I remember I was doing the, my coaching badges in the UEFA B and I had to get a seat. I couldn't stand for it. I was in that much pain and agony. I couldn't stand and watch coaching. So, uh, yeah, it's been, in fairness, it was, I was a night, I'd say it was a nightmare to be around during more November, so December time for my missus yeah I'd say she was uh, hate me very much then but did your relationship kind of get stronger through throughout the hardship of it do you merge kind uh, of in a better place I don't know I'd say uh, I had a lot of making up to do anyway I'd say I was awfully lonely around that, that time of year but uh, no t- thankfully since look we came back uh, seeing all good and then the injections and all are really starting to make me feel sort of back to the old self, which is good. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised. You you went on a on a spell without um, scoring many goals. I, I think you were telling me as well in that um, you, you obviously hit a brace there against uh, Derry, but you, you'd gone on a bit of a lean spell. Yeah, it was uh, a very very lean spell. I think uh, it's probably the worst run of my career, and I was. It was one of them where I, I got to the stage where. I was, am I going to get a goal here? Things just aren't going right. Like I'm getting into, not even getting into positions to get the goals. It's not as if I'm missing a hat load of chances. So I think that was just coincided with the fact that, look, I wasn't running right. I wasn't sort of being myself when I was on the pitch. I think I was always working hard, but I wasn't able to stem extra couple of yards that sort of make you be able to either get ahead of the defender or get into the right spot. But uh, I know, look, thankfully now, I'm, as I said, starting to feel my old self and, Hopefully now the goals keep coming. You're flying it as well. Just obviously you got the two against Jerry, and um, you were pivotal in the second goal in Sligo. Just that Sligo game. Um, obviously it didn't look straightforward, but if ever there's a team to just keep winning without necessarily playing at their best, you just seem to be doing a week in week out. Now come on, Dan. Yeah, Johnny, you need to just throw them, throw it at me harsh here. Like you need to just say, look, we play brutal. We never play well, and we still grind out wins. It's, it's a bit soft, really. It's a bit soft. Yeah. Like he's I thought, they played well against Derry now, but they they played McNamee in the holding role, and they were kind of playing a bit more ball. But they did they, they play good football because they're very well capable well, when they're let. What's your history with Chef again? Did he have a go at you on Twitter last year at some point over you? We had many a goes at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was like a if climb down be. moment where he put you up for goal of the season. Like I mean, did you, did <laughs> you lose, I meant that. Actually. Did you did you, lo- did you lose a bit of respect for Johnny around that time, or or? Were you sort of were you pleased with how no, he sort like, of you uh, <laughs> like to be honest, I'm up there with him for that goal the season show. I'd have to agree <laughs> with him on that. Come on, chef, <laughs> no, cheers. But, uh, we just, I, I think at times you want to take little clips of what people are saying and try and use it as motivation. And one that we seen from Johnny was this Cork team 
will be closer to relegation next year than fighting for the league. I think he was something along them lines. Not exactly like, right. what I said, but yeah. yeah. We, we can twist it whatever way yeah, you want. You can, yeah. He said they wouldn't qualify for Europe <laughs> the way they were uh, if, playing. The, if the season had started after Sean Maguire left. I think that was yeah. the point. Of the, I think it was something along those lines. In fairness, though, you, you actually probably were even struggling yourself at that stage, were you, through this injury, which you didn't know you had? Changing yeah, the subject, John. Uh, and they yeah, lost Maguire, like, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being yeah, fair. They were, I, I think that was around the time where I started to get a bit of back pain and a bit of hamstring tightness and I was I just put it down to off oh, we're near the end of the season it'll probably ease off but then obviously it didn't how do you reckon Dewey will get on on an off topic uh, obviously going to England um, after a bit of a spell in in, uh, in in the north just the other trio of that forward line last year yeah I wouldn't want to put any pressure on him or jinx him but honestly I think he'll tear it up mm. he was if you ask anybody who's played with him at that core team He's one of the most underrated players you'll find. Like he was, he's unbelievable, frighteningly quick, strong as an ox for a small lad. He doesn't really look at like that strong, but strong as an ox. And his step overs, honestly, will leave anyone dead. Like he was brilliant. I think he could really go over there and tear it up. I know he's gone over. I think he might be twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Gone over quite late, but oh, he's he's quality. He's really top quality player. I met I met somebody from Cork uh, and Evo Man. He was telling me a funny story of how uh, they were on an away trip, probably in Europe. And Stephen Dooley's very quiet, so they weren't really sure who to room him with. So they roomed him with Colin Healy, who's very very quiet as well. And then she came to breakfast the next morning. The two lads were wearing the you know ear off each other, just chatting away like they got on like a house on fire. But uh, he's uh, I, I agree with you, Shep. I think he's a brilliant player. Just if we if we talk about the Sligo game. Um, first of all, the original point I was making was that you got the job done without playing all that well. Um, can you can you actually discuss that first of all because it was another big win for you? Yeah, it was a very big win. Uh, I think we actually, I'd say, uh, Sligo were sort of our bogey team for a while. There, they were uh, picking up a lot of points against us, and we always found the tough going up there. It obviously doesn't help with the travel, but yeah, it was a big, big win. And in fairness to Sligo, they played really, really well on the day. They were passing it well. I think the first 20 minutes, if you watch the game, we were frightened. It could have been four or five, at the, even after 20 minutes. But uh, I think there was a big injury there. The centre-half, McFadden, uh, got a yeah, bad, bad bash in the head, yeah. Yeah, and it was, he was down for about five, ten minutes. So it really slowed the game down. And once it restarted, in fairness, um, they took control of the game and we were just sort of hanging in there, hanging in there. And thankfully, look, Cummins is able to do what he's done all season and he's uh, bagged another header. I should mention as well, Dan, he said it's hard to go to Sligo with travelling all that. Um, they, they actually went down on the Friday night and stayed in a hotel. And that's where Cork City are at at the moment compared to the likes of... Uh, yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's, I mean, I suppose the top two have probably earned the resources that mm. have allowed them allowed them to do that. But I was quite surprised. It was like for an evening it. game they were actually well, I, I certainly remember um it's actually just the late the late Lee Miller, like his first game for Cork City was away to Sligo a couple of years back. And I remember talking there was something about the bus driver, something about the length of the trip that the bus driver is entitled to his rest. Uh, so it's sort of it adds it adds to the trip home or something like that. So actually, you think Cork to Sligo doesn't sound like the worst trip in the world, but I think it is a bit of a gruder. So you can actually you can use that to your advantage if you can stay over and ease up the body. But um, the pitch in Sligo, Carl, I don't think it was I don't think it was top class, and I don't think you, you wouldn't be the first person to to point that out. I think it was a recent game with Bowes as well. I think it was a a big talking point afterwards. Yeah, in fairness. I think the pitch itself would have been okay if it was watered. I think the ball would have moved really well on it, but it was just the fact that it was so hard. It was honestly like playing on a car park at times. Like now, me with my back, it, I certainly felt it straight away after the game. John came in, gave his team talk, and then after the game, I had to lie down for about ten minutes on the ground just because my back was in so much pain from how hard the ground was. It was just could hear it in the you know when you hear players running and you can actually hear them trying to stop their ground hitting the ground their feet mm. hitting the ground that hard so it was uh yeah it was just poor it's something that you maybe think there should be a, maybe a set of rules for all clubs in the league that they have to water it for this amount of time for before the games or something along them lines when it, especially when it's over a certain degrees like it was a roast hot day so yeah it was quite poor to say the least what did the other players have to say about it uh, in the dressing room? Were there similar comments made? Yeah, it was just, I think it was just mainly that it was like playing on concrete or a car park. That was most of the things that people were saying. It was just very hard to stop and very hard on the body. I think even 
say coming up to yesterday, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, you could really feel the difference in the legs, especially me on my back, that you could feel how hard the ground was that you were playing on. We, we, we have to be serious about this as well, because Stephen O'Donnell's injury in Waterford, this wasn't a, a fault of the pitch, but it was one of those injuries that probably wouldn't have happened in the old days of winter football. So if you have a pitch where you know there's very little given it, which I presume you're talking about here, Carl, it's, it's, it's dangerous, and I've seen it in Cabin Teeley and Cove, and the reason that I didn't maybe make a big deal about it was because Cabin Teeley and Cove, I presume they don't have money, any money or very little money. I can't exonerate Sligar Rovers. Do you know what I mean? I just you get the pitch right first and foremost. It's a club you think of in positive terms, and, and, terms and we invite Sligo actually. on if they want yeah. to make comment on by all means. But like, I just I, I I don't see how you can get away with it as a professional club. Yeah, especially to in fairness to Sligo, they're a passing team. Like in fairness, they play great. Like they're a passing as round. It's not like in the days where maybe one team was would be <laughs> playing another, and you go, you know what? Make the pitch bone dry. We won't be passing it. They'll be trying to pass it. We'll be able to kick it long. It'll be great. It's like weren't like that on the day they got down, they played good football. It was just, and that, and if anything, it could maybe hinder their team. The fact that it's not watered, it's not moving as slick. But yeah, it's bad. Like it does be bad when it does be that hard. Especially, I know you said down in Cove, and I've heard a lot about Cabin Teeley as well. It can be the same. But yeah, I think it may be something that, even if it was something that started the season where people just, I don't think it can be that much now to water the pitch for maybe an hour before the game just to get it slick and obviously not rock solid. Yeah, because we are sort of approaching the mid... Well, in terms of pure fixtures, we're past the midway point, but we, we do have a mid-season sort of break uh, upon us. I mean, just, just just broadly overall, as someone who's played in the league for a number of years, Carl, like, are you sort of happy as a player with the facilities, with the pitches? You know, where, where are we at compared to sort of five, six years ago? Are you, or is it disappointing to still be encountering sort of problems like this? Um, no, in fairness, I think the pitches are getting better. I think you can see there's always a spell at the start of the season where you're going, geez, some of these pitches are brutal. Like I'm, I know at the start of the year, Bray's wasn't great, but I know Bray had encountered a lot of, say, off the field problems, yeah. and you sort of you sort of could see why. But across and same with Limerick as well at the start of this year. Now that was pretty poor, but I think in fairness, most leagues you can see a lot of the things are going in the right direction. That a lot of facilities are getting better, but. I think it's maybe just a bit slower than what some people would like. But I'd say, thankfully for us down Turner's Cross, 99% of the time the pitch is immaculate. I think there's maybe a four, three, four-week spell when they have all them school games. And I said it happens with a lot at the school finals with a lot of clubs. But yeah, I think, look, you can see things are going in the right direction, but it's maybe a bit slower than what people would hope. Just, just finally, like on yourselves, Carl. I mean, six wins in a row now. Just following the reports of the weekend, maybe you know Sligo were, were competitive for long periods, but you do seem to have started scoring goals the last sort of six, seven weeks. I mean, that's a, a noticeable. You just look at the, the pure stats. I mean, has something in particular clicked in terms of all of a sudden you're sort of racking up numbers, or, or what is it that's sort of brought about that sort of change going forward? Um, I think it was a few things. Like, look if you look at it this year we brought in a lot of new numbers so I think it's sort of given the time a bit the team a bit of time to gel you look at the difference between Cummins and Maguire like with Maguire we would have had to cross everything almost low along the ground so it would have mean we're able to maybe counter attack a bit quicker or something like that but now when we're playing we're trying to maybe build it up a bit more get proper crosses in for Graham because if you look at him he's frighteningly good in the air the man is but uh yeah, things just seem to be clicking and look, long may it continue for us, hopefully. On on, on, on that as well, the new players, Jamie Delaney, what a signing. Yeah, very good signing. It's uh, certainly brought the average age of our back four up with McNulty and Bennett there as well. But uh, now he's proven quality and uh, he's been in two days now and I think you can see that already. He's a great left foot and he's fairness and he's kept himself in some nick. Listen, thanks a million for coming on um, and you know, just for discussing, I suppose, a couple of important issues and um, the very best of luck for the, the rest of the season. Uh, big draw for Europe, of course, next week as well. Yeah, the big one be on holidays. Uh, listening now anyway to see if I can get a, a link for it when I'm abroad. Trying to make up, make up for it with the girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, last question, who would you prefer, Celtic or TNS? <laughs> TNS. Thanks a million, Carl. <laughs> Yeah, cheers. Feel cheers, free to Carl. Cheers, Carl. Tough man. Cheers, boys. Uh, um, He's right too. There was there was Carl Shepherd anyway. Um, 
it's it's just interesting. You know, you 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 look at players and you're like, you know, that lad's not playing well, and um, this and that. There's often stuff going on about. Oh, there's you always know, stuff you know, going like, on, definitely. You know, for different reasons, and you know, that's a, that's a. You know, that's a sort of a medical problem. You know, other people have other things going on in their life. You know, that can that be can, even more hidden. That, that can that can be hidden and and distract people. And I mean, that is the thing sometimes when you're slaughtering an individual. Like for you know, God, he's he's been shocking this year. You sort of have to try and inform yourself sometimes, and, mm. and maybe ask the question sometimes because it's it may not always be as as it's straightforward as it as it may seem. But um, the Damien Delaney signing is a good one. Uh, I remember there was a photo I think last year of uh, Delaney queuing up going into Turner's Cross for and won the European. One, I think games. it probably was actually it might have been the European game. The the, the Cypriot team. I think I might have been down at that. Larnaca was it? Yeah. Um, and it is good, like it's it's you know it probably hasn't necessarily got a huge amount of coverage. Um, just you know, there's a few other things going on. The World Cup is creeping up on us, and and maybe he doesn't have the profile of like a Damien Duff, you know, like an attacking player uh, coming home. But I it's mean, a bigger signer than Duff in many ways because he's this lad's still well able. Well, like. his, Delaney's had an Indian summer in his mm. career. Like you know, the best his best days were after 31, 32. He played most of his Premier League football then. Uh, it's a nice story that he's coming back to play with John Caulfield, who, who he so come back to work with John Caulfield, who he played under because he was here initially. It was just almost. Like it was so long ago that he left that he never gets mentioned in the League of Ireland bracket of of lads who've left. We always talk about McLean and Coleman and what's Caulfield so, playing? Yeah, towards he the tail end, playing. there was a crossover. Jeez, yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a brief crossover, I think. But um, I mean, Delaney played Premier League football and probably should be up there. Didn't have the international career. Didn't For whatever really reason. have a great relationship. It seems that Martin O'Neill over mm. uh, fell out around the summer tour when he uh, when he took over initially. Um, but I mean, he's he's loved by Crystal Palace fans, and as I said, like he's somebody who's played Premier League football within the last twelve months. Okay, last season not that much, but I mean the season before. Like he was a sort of irregular, and okay, it's a bit like you know, kind of centre half win you a league. Um, I mean, it's not not strictly the case, you know. You you need everything clicking ahead of you, um, but certainly in terms of like a presence and a character, um, and I think locally it should be a big deal. Maybe nationally it hasn't got, but around Cork, you know, this is like someone who's done really well in the in the game. It's 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 great. We should always want these lads to come back. In a strange way, you want them to come back and not be amazingly good because you want the league to be about the younger players coming up. And I mean, to be fair, a lot of lads that have come back haven't lit the place up. You know, I think there's a parallel maybe for different reasons when you look at Joey O'Brien playing for um, Rovers I wouldn't I don't think it's a parallel because O'Brien was out of football for 18 months I know know that he's he's, and he's a good bit younger he's 32 but you can see his quality as well oh you can oh absolutely I think Rovers are probably a lot better when he's there as well yeah and you could see it unless he's getting sent off against Pats but yeah the the the, like with Healy, you could see it. You know, you could mm. see that Healy had played at a, at a better well, level. Well, here's one for you now, right? So Caulfield has kind of Caulfield in the past has thrown subtle digs at at the owners because they don't give him like as much money as he'd want. Mm. And I know this for a fact, right? But now they have they've McCarthy and and McLaughlin, right? Which is seen as this really promising um back yeah. partnership. They've Johnny Dunleavy on the verge of a return. They've Bennett. They've Aaron Barry, who now looks like he's might be on basically the in the cold, like. Mm. And now they've Delaney, and they've all these right backs as well. They've um, they dropped Griffin from left back in the Sligo game. He was actually dropped, mm. possibly the best left back in the league. And you're looking at them. We all go on about Dundalk's like depth. <laughs> these lads aren't too bad no, either. No, they do have it. I mean, I suppose you need to sort of protect yourself against the possibility that one of those two promising young centre halves gets taken away. I mean, we had Ryan Delaney as a mainstay last year, and then he's gone. Okay, he was always going probably, but still now joined by Dooley. Yeah. So you know. Th- it's a sort of a, you have to get the balance right because I mean you can have a team of talented youngsters which is great but then you're invariably going to lose a couple of them and then you're you're left rebuilding 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 so but I've always said it as a general point and obviously Delaney I'd say is probably financially comfortable because he played Premier League yeah. for a, for a his, few years his wife is or his missus is pregnant and I think he wanted a bit of like security. stability and but, security I mean I've always said this like Irish people generally like living in Ireland like Absolutely. you know and uh, our footballers are sort of by necessity have to stay away and we're never saying that we're going to be an alternative to like a Premier League or a Championship wage but rather than lads dropping down the leagues when they get to the stage where maybe they're not going to play at that level anymore 
you'd like to see them come home and I think a lot of them would like to come home if they could and I think in, Delaney is really looking forward to playing shape in Europe form. if he can so like genuinely I, I, I'd, be, I'd definitely be, be positive about it but we should run through the results of last week um, because we had obviously the, we referenced the, the, the Cork City it's win it's been a long few days in the League of Ireland a lot yeah. has been going on yeah we've had the Bohemians won Derry 2 I've managed to you were at that I game caught this, I caught an hour of that game I missed the two Derry goals great timing you were working a, at it were you uh, no I wasn't working no no <laughs> sounds was, like me like. I was playing a bit of golf in the afternoon afternoon John and I got a bit delayed it's um, all right. so um, all right. bad I, game I heard it wasn't great it was actually more scanty it was a sort of there was entertaining moments because Derry always give you a chance mm. and like even at 2-0 up you sort of felt Derry could still somehow throw this away because they don't, they don't defend very well at all third worst defence in the league according to our stats man Owen um, Waterford 2 some Pats nil. Uh, the one game last week you managed to get through the show without even giving a prediction for it I know yeah which I, was a, an aberration I, Obviously, I'm going to lose out on this because I don't know what I would have predicted, um, being honest with you. Yeah, well, I think we finished level on the predictions again mm. last week, so you're still seven up, less said the better. Uh, then dog four, Limerick nil. Um, hopefully, the, the ship is steady at Limerick somewhat. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd be low to say that, but for now, they're, they're trying to work out the situation. But um, Patrick Huben, sort of 18 league goals. It is mad, really. Like, his stats, I saw a couple of comparisons to his stats with uh, Maguire. And... Uh, you know, the, the allegation as such, you know, that Maguire had almost won Cork to league or certainly with his goals. Hoban's records are similar, but yet you, it feels like we look at it in a slightly different way because the Latin Dog team is creating so many chances that you think, you know, a striker should still score quite a few goals playing for them. You could almost say the same with Cummins or Cork. Like, is it the individual brilliance of the player, which are undoubtedly good players, or they're playing for teams that are creating... Lo- Put it to you this way, if, Ho- if Hoban were up front for Rovers, how many goals would he have gotten this but that's season? But that is a, f- a valid point. I mean, I, I think he's improved as a player since the, since the guy that he's was here absolutely four years like, ago. Absolutely no yeah, doubt about that. So but, strong. But would he score as many, would anybody score as many goals? Would Hoban or Cummins have the same amount if they were lower in the league? I think a, f- that's a, a few other points in this game, point. just on, on watching the highlights or whatever. Um, I said to uh, Chris, our producer, before he came on, that um, there was a beautiful Dylan Connolly moment in the first half where he, he made this kind of fairly straightforward like a- attempt to get around the fullback. The fullback got the tackle in but was grounded and thought his job was done. But Connolly, like, in fairness to him, in, in the defiance of a fellow who's actually getting his, his mojo back, he ran to the sideline. The ball didn't go out. He got the ball, put in a brilliant cross, and Adoran should have scored. And then he set up the final goal. Um, uh, on Connor Clifford, Connor Clifford, uh, I was on to him. His injury isn't too bad, which I'm yeah. delighted here. But secondly, the lastly, I think Adoran and Benson, just looking at the two of them, these two, if they can play together in the same midfield, I think they're just, you can just, you could see they were looking for each other, and they're two such technically good players. I can't wait to see them play if Adoran well, doesn't Adrian, go like. Adrian, the thing is that his club, I think, have been relegated to Series C, so yeah. this is a question of what they're going to do. I wonder would he stay? I, I think he's spoken about how he would like to stay. Really? But, I mean, that's that's well and good. Like, he's under contract with another club, so uh, they might have a bit of work to do there, and then McElhenney might be available now, and there's a few, because uh, Graham Burke is obviously on his way to Preston. At the time, we, we were recording this, it hasn't been announced, but it's going to be announced this week. We he's thought we'd there. have Burke on at some stage, but well, it just hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, anyway, he he did score twice at the weekend when they beat Brave. I was at that game. You're at the game. Go, I mean, ten men for what, 84, 86 minutes. I, 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 uh, I, I fancied I, Bray. I actually looked up the stats in the match program. Um, Bray have scored, I think, once in their last eleven visits to Tallinn. That was a penalty. Right. <laughs> but anyway, you, you, you fancied Bray, John. <laughs> but so, uh, I, no. Do you know the funny thing was like Bray had a player, Connor Kenna, like. In fairness, he made it look like he, he didn't handle it, but if you get sent off for handling the ball on the line in the first minute, you're just well off, just let the ball go in. You have a far better chance at nil all, uh, sorry, at one nil with 11 men than you have at nil all with 10 men and a penalty to come. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know, but... So, in fairness, Connor Kenna, I don't know, it might it be... It was of the moment. It was of the moment. moment. And but, um, Gavin Bizzuno and goal, 16 year So many talking points from this game. Like, so many talking points. So many talking points. Um, and yes. So, no, but I mean, and yet none at all. They won five. No, 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 not at all. Then <laughs> Bray, Bray, um, Bray aren't going to be too bad. But I think they're playing. We talked to Alan Reynolds about this. I think they're missing both McCabe and Kenna for Watford. They're not going to be, be too bad. Like there's, there's like twelve games left. Like fourteen games left, and seven points. I, I, I think, I think, I don't, think, I don't think we can think say that Bray are going to be okay. I think they'll be very competitive for the rest of the season. In that, like they're not going to be pushovers. Um, Martin Russell has them. Like they're set up fairly solid. Like the game was they're over. Lost five nil last week, uh, Dan. 
send off after three minutes. No, I know. Other I, I'm a bit that, facetious, but... Uh, uh, they beat Pats in their previous game, um, but but let's talk about Rovers. A 16-year-old keeper, he doesn't look 16, he's huge, and uh, he, he, he physically... It's controversial, John. Physically, <laughs> he, I couldn't believe... If you were to say, who's the second youngest... He's the youngest player on the pitch. Um, this lad, what he looked... He looked like physically like imposing with more growth. No, there's been a lot of chat about him. Yeah, but Brandon Brandon Kavanagh. I want to talk about him. I just because he replied to you on Twitter. This, uh, oh yeah, that was the other thing. So it must be his girlfriend would have mentioned. I think it's his girlfriend put him on to like, oh, you're being talked about here on Twitter. So Brandon Kavanagh basically. What he did was he found any reference to him playing in that game, and he he tweeted a reply to the individual person. His girlfriend. Thanks very much. because she kind of replied to me saying, "A Brandon Kavanagh, A A," and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, "A A," A A. That Pat Dolan impression. Um, but anyway, it was just lovely to see like a bit of you know youthful. He just replied to every tweet. Dan, this he's got, lad, you, he's got you on his side for life now. I was talking. Did he give you a follow? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, you probably do. Yeah. I, I, I follow. He, he's he, like, probably wondering, John. Funny. To be honest, like why, why is who is yeah. this strange Arab man that's praising me? That was before I changed my. Uh, but but anyway. Um, no, no. Let's move on to this. this no, bef- before, no, no, before. No, 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 no. Before we finish. No, 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 no. <laughs> before we finish off, right? Uh, tremendous, John. Tremendous. Um, I was talking to Paul Butner, and actually, Paul Butner, he started kind of um, exclaiming to me in the middle of. He's like, "Did you not see that? He he had about eighteen touches all in his left foot. He just like he's so left footed. Either that, or he just like he wants the ball in his left foot." Has seen many he's mesmerizingly good on the ball, like for a lad of that age. I this lad, it, this lad now is probably if you were to take a punt on him or Graham Burke right now because he's so young, I think it'd be a tough call. Yeah, I'm uh, making that judgment after uh, one and a half it's, it's games. It can be a bit unfair. I mean, yeah. they were playing against ten men, but yeah. he did look good when he came on against Dundalk, and there's a lot of buzz around him. But I mean, I, I had a lad in the league, and he texted me after the Dundalk game. Had a lad in the I, I had a and he said. I've just seen the 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 uh, the best young player I've ever seen in the League of Ireland, and the fellow who said that to me is a judge. He's a very good judge, and that was after twenty minutes against Dundalk. Yeah, he was watching on TV which, like which the rest. Judge, of us. I was, oh, okay. yeah. So who knows? Who knows? But Brandon Kavanagh. Um, is, Listen, is we, a name we need to, to move on to Alan for. Reynolds, but before the, the Saudi Arabia news, John, we have to talk about this. Yeah, actually, Go United. Um, the board released a statement there today as well, just explaining. So this is kind of the first official news that any supporter uh, has gotten about this because obviously it's only been in the media. But uh, So there's a vote on Monday. Basically, it's, it's a Saudi investor um, sup- purportedly with links to Al-Hilal, which is a big club over in Saudi. Um, and we don't know a great deal about how this happened, who actually initiated it. Um, why did this... The Comers sa- are involved, are they? Uh, no, no, no. Um, it's like as if you know the Saudis were bored one day. They gave their globe a twirl and they put their <laughs> index finger in somewhere, and it was Galway. That's like how you, you know do your mean? dream holiday back in the day. Or yeah, you your remember Homer? You are gay for your boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny name. But um, of course, they wouldn't be up for that in Saudi Arabia. No, no, and 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 also the fact that they're taking over a ground like by the Dyke Road will be interesting <laughs> as well. But um, this is going to be absolutely colossal if it goes through and. If this doesn't go through, I'm like. Well, you've what? changed. You've changed your Twitter bio to, like to like. And that's my name in you, Arabic. You sent a message like to my other half the other night, and she was like, "Why? Who is this Arab person?" That that that, that, that 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 was a, a that was a dodgy uh, sentence for a start. I sent a message <laughs> to your other half. Yeah. I actually just asked her for a point, but <laughs> I, I I sincerely hope this this happens and uh, this is. Can going you give us a few bars of the Saudi anthem, John? This is. Uh, I'll give, give it later on the show. No, I've no. actually forgotten what it is. No, no. I've actually forgotten what it is now. But the Saudis taking over Will would you be close the biggest. Us out with the Saudi anthem. It, yeah, okay. It'd be a lot. It'd be bigger than Dundalk. A lot bigger than the Dundalk thing. Like if this goes in through. terms of pure cash, uh, not so much necessarily. Yeah, and actually, yeah, in so terms the, but of the cash, difference with Dundalk is Dundalk they've inherited money in the bank already. Ex- exactly. So the lads taking over Go United, they're taking over a club with no assets, none, nothing, nothing whatsoever. None of our players is worth anything. We've no ground. We've n- we've nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that's why I, I'm I like feeling you weren't sent to the negotiating table to, to, to thrash this one out. I'll be sent to the negotiating <laughs> table on Monday trying to explain to people why I think this should happen in Galway. Okay, I'm trying to be, go pure devil's advocate on this, and like I, I do think that we're sometimes very cynical about outside investment, and but, I would be as well. But I think you know the, the the absence of an asset of any kind. You can see that the the American guys are coming in to a club that's going to qualify for Europe. So. So, you know, it could, they can get some kind of payback in a very short period of time. I'm always wary of something where they may get no return and they have to wait for it for a period of time. And that, that does test the patience. 
You know, I know, I know. Waterford, yeah. Waterford have come in and in the space of eighteen months. They they have to get an exemption, but they're they're probably going to qualify for Europe. If they, well, okay. Well, if the Saudis if the Saudis take over immediately, um, our squad is going to be improved, and we're going to fight for promotion. And it's been a terrible season for Galway United. It really has. Like we're the underachievement level is is very high. Um, strange enough, Galway and Finn Harps have had an almost identical season, not good. And UCD have been the best team, but like for Drogheda to be ahead of Galway United with the resources that Drogheda have, like um, is not good for Galway United. And you know Shane Keegan has felt the pressure, um, but he's another guy who I I understand is entirely welcoming of this. But if they do come in, um, I'd imagine there will be Saudi players playing for Galway United. If not in a month's time certainly next season and the players They'll have to get a better house for them I think the, the, the Galway oh, lads yeah. have stayed in some dubious accommodation I heard yeah. a story about a, a guy from Galway checking into his new house or whatever going to like open the window and the window just like pushed straight back out yeah, that, that story is true mm. uh, that story is true but um, yeah the Sau- like if the Saudis were to come in and invest in our underage and potentially buy a pitch so that our very promising underage teams can play on. They don't have, they've no pitch. Like no, the no, Galway the FA, the go, they, they have no assets down whatsoever. So, the, the, you know, the, the, co- the co-op has run the club since the start of the season and that's a very noble thing. But at the same time, it hasn't been a success so far in the sense that a lot of the problems remain and we're, we're not really getting gates and the team yeah. is struggling. I'm very hugely in favour of fan ownership mm. as a model. But the problem is when clubs don't have that many fans, it can be difficult for it to work as well as it does at Cork and Shamrock Rovers to have a deeper fan base. And, and you mentioned Cork and Shamrock Rovers. So the gap between Galway United and Cork, Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk right now, how are we going to bridge that gap? Because well, it's only going one way. But this is the problem. But I think, you know... The, the, See, the dominance of the top two is encouraging clubs behind to spend to try and get close to them. But that's, in a strange way, that's leaving them at risk, the clubs coming behind, whereas before it was the top two that would go bust every so often, you know? Mm. So we're in a slightly different time with European money, but we'll crack on with this. But uh, I know the, the meeting is next Monday. Um, so we'll, with, we'll, with, we'll have with, more with, news. We'll have more news hope, on the on hopefully next, next week. week on the show. I'll have and, some audio from that meeting um, because yeah, because that'll it's, bring it on. It's, it's a huge, huge development. Not only in Galway, not only in Galway United, but in League of Ireland terms. This is a huge development. I can't overstate how big it is. If okay. it goes through. Well, we need to we need to hear more about it. Yeah, and now uh, we're going to be joined here by Alan Reynolds, uh, whose voice uh, you haven't probably heard in a while. And Alan uh, obviously comes on the line from Watford. Uh, you're out of the championship in the hurling, Alan, which must be great but uh, you're on the way back to uh, the, the bench uh, slowly but surely I believe I think we're out of the championship and everything at the minute uh, well, you're in Johnny. the football yeah yeah, yeah well that, that's a first I think but uh, yeah look I'm on the road to recovery um, you know I've been in and out of the hospital the last last few weeks and I'm back in again tomorrow morning about my leg um, but after that I'm slowly getting there you know I still have a boot on for another few weeks um, but I'll be back in no time Alan can you just explain like what um, like what was wrong with you afterwards? Like was it was it a broken leg? Like what was the extent of the damage that you suffered in the attack? Um, right, where do I start? Uh, I had a broken leg, yeah, which t- needed to be operated on. So I had a pin and screws put in uh, and a plate put into that. Um, I had a broken nose, a fractured cheekbone, a few stitches on my face, uh, obviously black and blue, and that. So that's roughly it. Um, besides that, I'm perfect. <laughs> I, d- I doubt that anyway for a start <laughs> well, but, uh, you're able to be like you know sort of jovial about it but I mean it must be sort of a shocking thing to experience um, and you know h- how difficult was it for you in the days after to sort of sort of get your head around what, what had actually happened ah look it was it was really difficult you know and I know I'm laughing and joking now but um, it was a tough time for us all family and that you know but and I wouldn't mind. It was something I wanted to keep low key and you know try and go on the men quietly. But next time I had a reception on my phone in the hospital, and that wasn't going to that definitely wasn't going to happen because it was the talk of of, of the city, I suppose, down here, and then it went nationally. So, um, but look, it was a shock, and, and you know everyone was upset about it. But look, these things are happening, you know, frequently now at this stage. So I'm lucky to be still. You know, still here and and looking forward to getting started again. Are you worried at all about um? Obviously, you, you detail the physical kind of um repercussions of of the attack, but are are you worried that um it might affect you psychologically as well down the line? I know. Look, I'm mad anyway, so it doesn't yeah. make a difference. Wow. So that 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 bit helps. Yeah, and and in fairness, um, your team gave you a little bit of a boost as well the other night by beating Pats. Um, and you must be since we were talking to you last. Obviously, Noel Hunt has joined as well. So a lot happening down there. Yeah, there is. Look, we're, we're losing one or two as well. You know, that will 
will go over the next few weeks. Obviously, I'm waiting here on Courtney Dupas that if he'll stay or go, um, see what the situation is in Oldham. Um, Faisal Kazmi is one that looks like he'll go back to Belgium. But with Hunty coming in, like he's come in the last few weeks, he's been a, a bit of fresh air. And obviously, with me not being there, it's been a massive help um, for the group and that. So, in fairness to Hunty, he's just focusing as well on, on getting back playing. And come the 1st of July, he'll be ready to go. And, and like I look at the strike force I'll have, hopefully, Dupas will stay. I'll have Hunt and I'll have Akinadi. So, I think they'll be a threat and we'll be okay in the top end. So, you know, there is a lot happening, happening at the minute. Just, just Alan, I mean, not, not to dwell on the, the incident too much, but I mean, when it happened, I mean, you speak to, to Lee Power or to whoever it might be. Like, have you put sort of a time frame on when you see yourself being fully back to work? Was there a, a pressure to get back to work? You, you know, you, you must feel it yourself, some kind of pressure I shouldn't be missing maybe or whatever. But is there sort of a, a time frame you're working off in that regard? Well, look, I'm hoping, you know, look, I popped in this week to see them. I'm hoping to go to Bray on, on Friday. Obviously, I won't be in the dugout and, and that, but... That'd be you know, your first be, game back, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. yeah. So, look, I won't go in the dugout, Johnny. Like, I wouldn't be too far away, but... You're I'm watching with me if you want. I'm going to the game. Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. it. But you probably know more than me, Johnny, so we'd be all right. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, so then after the break, it's just that I have a boot on and... Um, I'll be laid up on, on that sense, but I, w- I just want to get back on the pitch as soon as I can and try and help the cause. But the lads who were, who were there have done really well. They had a difficult uh, trip down to Cork, which was always going to be tough. And then to win last week was a, a massive win for us because it just opened up the gap on the same path. So again, it's, it's difficult on Friday. It won't be easy there, as we found out before. So we just need to be ready for that. Just want I know. I know we can't really comment on a case that's ongoing, but I mean, is that something that is going on? Like, are you being briefed on on where things stand generally? And this is something that's probably going to play out over a period of time. And you're, you know, this is going to be some kind of resolution to what happened. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, look, I can't say too much about it on that end, but look, there is there is uh, a case going on on that. So. More developed, but all that takes time, you know. So first and foremost, I have to just get back to back to full health. I think, in fairness, your near death experience has kind of reminded us all how much we like you, really. <laughs> some do, some don't. How yeah. many messages did you get? What, what, what sort of what sort of what how many of goodwill? How, <laughs> how many were like deserved, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to check on the way about the Stanley Abor. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but how, like did you did you receive like messages from people that surprised you? You know, or or, or all sort of all elements of the Irish football community in, in the aftermath. Ah, look, it was it was fantastic, and as I said, I wanted to try and keep it as low key as possible. But look, the messages I got from managers, coaches, like like of Brian Kerr, Pat Dolan as well, who were big supporters of the league. Like it's fantastic to get that, and all wishing me well and. You know, there's been so many names I could go on, but a lot of the managers from both leagues were be in touch, which was, which is pleasing. You know, if, you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to see this happening, and we're all, you know, we understand the pressure we're under ourselves, you know, in our jobs. So it was good to get that that support from them. Yeah, and just getting to football matters as well. Like the the table looks pretty good in the sense that you're nine ahead of Shamrock Rovers and the same ahead of Pats and. You look pretty good at the moment for a top four finish anyway, which which must be like I suppose the main aspiration considering the league seems to be probably gone. Yeah, look, you would have thought that. You know, Cork. I said it from the off. Cork and Dundalk were always going to pull away with the squads they have, and you're playing that many games in a short space of time. You know, we were always going to hit a patch where we'd slip up, and we didn't. Like if you look at the squads they have, they can always rotate and bring in like for like. Um, so yeah, look, it's it's we're not getting ahead of ourselves. You know, you slip up next week and, and Derry win and the gap is down to three points and rovers again. But look, you just look at all the all the fixtures we're all playing each other. So like after the break there, you know, we're back into hard games, difficult fixtures again. So look we're pleased where we are, but we realise we gotta keep going and a few will go and I'm hoping I'll be sent with a few as well. Yeah, just on that you're working on the transfer market behind the scenes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, and we can't compete with the top up ones again, but look, we can hope anyone we've signed, I think it's done reasonably well for us and uh, they have a point to prove. So that's the type I'm looking for. People that have, have something to prove and um, a good attitude, you know. You were you were linked with Dylan Watts as well, uh, without getting too much into that. Um, what, a, what a player he's been for Bo so far. Yeah, look, he's been outstanding, you know, one of the best in the league. You know, anyone would take, would be happy to get Dylan Watts. Um, 
you know, he's geez, anytime we, I've seen him play or he played against us, he's he's nearly been the star man. So I'd love to have him, but I have a feeling that that's a good bit away. And Kaz, and Kazmi's going. You're saying he's 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 heading back to Belgium, is it? Is that uh... yeah, yeah. Look, at the minute, he's he's doing a medical. I hope he'll be available um, the weekend against Bray. Um, but it is something that if you look at, I thought about going home. So I think it it's, it suits us all. You know, um, picks up a few quid for me and lovely little player at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Look, and and I wouldn't even be sorry that like the way he is in the dressing room, he's so popular here with everyone, and it's hard to put a price on that, but. Look, we we'll be sorry to lose him, but he wanted this, and, and probably made sense for us all. I suppose to finish up the game on on Friday night, uh, I'll be at myself as I mentioned. You know, I I think I think you were saying this to me as well. You'd be wary of Bray, even though they're in that position. Uh, they obviously have a manager now in place, and um, they're not actually playing that badly. No, they're not. Look, the last game we played against them, we didn't start well, and they uh, they scored early and. Look, even when they came down and played against us, they were really good. Gary McKay was, you know, very good. But look, they're a different team at home. I find two away. Like they have a right go, and it's it's difficult enough to get a get the win there. So we need to be at our best, and uh, we spoke about that this week. So you know, we we'll, we look forward to the challenge. Who do you fancy for the World Cup to wrap up? Who do I fancy? Well, I got uh, Japan in the draw here, so I don't see them winning. No, uh, I'm going to go with Brazil. Brazil, not so bad. Top man, uh, Alan, and um, as as we mentioned, we're just delighted to uh, to hear your voice again, and uh, to it'd be great to see you on Friday, please God. Okay, thanks, lad. That was one of the uh, the more, I suppose, unusual interviews we've done. You don't expect to talk to a manager who's the victim of a violent, violent assault. Yeah, and I mean, people might be listening, going, "I've you know, ask him more about the details or or what happened," and you can't do that at this point because it's a it's a sort of a criminal investigation as such you know so um he, he, there's only so much he can say about that point but uh, you know he's, he's, as we've heard he's sort of in, in good spirits he's a he's a strong character sort of well able to look after himself from the pitch he doesn't need to be sort of patronized with sort of you know sort of platitudes or isn't it isn't it great isn't he isn't he brave you know like that's brave, does, doesn't yeah, really fit old, with the, uh, the the sort of the the picture of alan reynolds yeah. to anyone that's listening to this who knows the league actually has yeah. so um I, I i would have assumed you know when it happens you would there would be that natural fear there um, you know about your job you know just in the sense of being able to get back to work properly and, and when you're going to be laid up and feeling you can be of benefit to the group when you're laid up for a period of time but what do you think of as well when you think of hospitals you think of like grapes kind of maybe LucasAid you think of Think of seven up. Seven I, of up. Course, seven up is what I am. Yeah. Over you and I think. The I, I think. Uh, uh, See, that hey, was that hey. was that was slick. Just, just gonna bring think, it in. I don't here. really know what I think of hospitals. I remember when I got I got my cruciate done ten or eleven years ago, and I was in the waiting room beforehand, and they were playing to pow China in your hand over the over the sort of the the tannoy. So every time I hear that <laughs> song now, I just think of hospital hospital waiting rooms. So that's my hospital so, story. It was pretty crap. I've, but anyway, I, let's move. On. I, I, let's move I'm on. very lucky. At 35, I've never been to hospital. Like never. I've never had any. Never been laid up with hands in so long. Uh, that no, I've, I've only had sort of sporting injuries rather than sort of actual mm. you know life life problems. And we should start with Brian Watford then. We should. Um, you, know, you, you know, you feel that Bray have had a bit of resurgence. I'm not actually. I'm not sort of cribbing at that. Like it's clear that they they've they've got some good results and they, they've sort of registered noteworthy wins. Like you know, in terms of getting their points, like they got to eleven points, not by sort of a. Uh, you know, creeping up with a load of draws, like they've beaten Pats, they've beaten Rovers, you know, they've they've got results. But um it's interesting to hear Adam talk about the turbulence at Waterford to some degree, not just his own his own situation, more so players coming and going. And uh, I think we're gonna have a busy break this year around the league generally, uh, with players coming and going. Um but I still think ultimately uh Waterford have the quality to go to Bray and win. I'll go for an away win. I'm gonna go for a home win here. Um even though I as I said, I think I think Kenna and um, McCabe are both out, which is a big blow, obviously. Yeah, McCabe's. I just think they're they you know, as much as Bray are improving, they've a lot of injuries and they, they just can't withstand that like like other teams maybe. There's some good players actually. No, they they're, do, they're they really, do. And and uh, Galvin has been decent and, yeah. and uh, Cockton is promising and you know if they do go down there'll be players there that will have no Lynch, problem. Lynch the left backs will go players as well. Have no problem getting fixed up. But um, um they, they they've still got a chance but they, they probably need Limerick to really they need things to go really badly really go south for Limerick you know yeah. and, um, I'm I was, sure if you want that I was um, talking to a couple of the Bowes lads on Monday and um, 
I was talking to Keith Ward and he was just That's like... for another one of your new ventures, John. Yeah, well, we won't get into that. But, but he was saying that, you know, we were playing well and uh, and we were playing well and not winning. But right now we're not playing well and not winning. Well, that's the problem. We spoke mm. about earlier the year, even when Trevor Crawley was in, that it's well and good when you're playing well and getting plaudits and not getting results because you will invariably have a patch where you just aren't playing as well. Um, and there were there was times watching Bowes against... Derry last week where you feel they really miss having Akinadi there or someone that was just a bit laboured it was very nice but they didn't really have that option to to change play quickly you know they brought on Grant who was a bit of pace but before that they were just a little bit sort of slower you know it was just all elaborate yeah, but, mean, but yeah. not real no real purpose I, got, to I spoke to um, Aaron McAniff by the way because I think someone in Soccer Republic mentioned the hard pitch and Daily Mount and he said no nah, it was Grant it was absolutely I, didn't, fine. Yeah, it, it was a bit dry it was, yeah, there was, he there said was, it was it was a bit patchy yeah but, he said um, it was Grant it didn't look like it was dramatically affecting the game but anyway bows away to Cork um yeah, you know, at some stage, one of the top two clubs, like they will have frustrating nights where they just fire a blank and they don't. Cork just results. don't do that. Like. But I, I don't know. I mean, they did maybe once against Sligo Rovers last year, but they've won every home game. Uh, okay, they don't have Delaney available. We spoke about him earlier, but they, you know, and it might be significant. He won't, he only, he won't even be available for Dundalk because that's the last game before he's eligible to play. Um, Which is the last game in June, 29th to 29th of June. Yeah, first game after the break, home win. I, th- I still think a home win. I can see Bowes causing them problems. I mean, those things we speak about the ability to keep the ball for periods could like frustrate Cork a small bit. But Watts is going to be huge for them, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, it's just like it's very hard to know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Um, you no, know. he's got loads of options. Ho- home win, anyway, for me. What home win, home win. Derry game Sin- of the round. Derry Dundalk. Derry Dundalk. I just think Derry are giving teams too many chances at the moment, and then Curtis is gone. Um, there's been a bit of instability. Like they have it in them. It's strange because they played at Dundalk in Dundalk and they were very good. And yet since then they've just lost that bit of steel that they had even in that second half from Dundalk. I just watched them last week. If Dundalk are at it and were able to create chances like they can, when they scored four up there the last time they played there, not that long ago because it was a rescheduled game, um, Dundalk away win. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an away win, but I think I I, I was saying earlier, I think Derry might have found the right team now to sort out their defensive problems with McDonough right back and McDermott centre back. I don't, I don't, I don't think McDermott in centre half is. You don't. Okay. I know. So they've moved Cole into kind of defensive midfield. Um, McAniff just the, the the ball and the skill for the first goal against Bowes. You know they've they've really good players, but uh, like as you say, they're giving up a lot of goals. Yeah, I just I can't I can't trust them not to concede like one or two in the game. I think and will Dundalk be able to and Dundalk are playing really well. Strong? Although I mean they they weren't defensively great against Rovers, but still I'm going to go for a away win. You're going away win Limerick away Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. Graham Burke's farewell. The only away game Rovers think of won this year is in Limerick earlier on Jeez, this season. Yeah. Um, I think he scored. They well. really need to go here and win. Uh, I think they will. I'm going to go for a away win. Uh, reading their match program, do you know who their longest serving player is? Shamrock Rovers. Mm. Oh, not someone. This like is Luke, mad, like Luke Burn is or Luke something. Luke Burn, yeah, good shout. Yeah, I did. longest serving player. It's and mad. Lee Grace is the only player to have played still every game. Still gets abused going to Daily Mount. You know, it's, still, yeah. it's fresh enough in the mind. But um, yeah, um, so Limerick, Limerick Rovers. Uh, oh, this is a t- this is a tough one actually. Connor Clifford will be out. Um, McGuire went off injured as well. Who's yeah, down, who's I don't think Limerick are playing. Particularly badly at the no. moment. Um, Burke's going away. <laughs> Draw. Draw. Okay. The Rovers are away record. St. Patrick's Athletic against Sligo Rovers. I'm going to go for an away win here, right? I, I, I'm just looking at Pats at the moment. And like, I, I don't know if it's since Desmond went into midfield um, for a couple of games. I'm not really sure what's gone gone wrong. But they've Toner t- will be suspended. Toner will be suspended. Yeah. Silly sending off. And Fagan out for the season. Fagan out for the season. I actually bumped into uh, bumped into Jay Keegan just before the show in town there randomly, um, just walking along with somebody. Like there you are. They could make a sort of a remake of Ulysses about your life. It'd be very interesting. <laughs> it was Trevor Crawley, yes. Just, just bumping into various into him, people yeah. from the football community. Such a, such a nice man. Just yeah. went out of his way to say hello. Jay Keegan didn't know who he was, so <laughs> yeah. that he was ignoring me. But uh, well, he was chanting USA, USA <laughs> from across the street. Former United legend, but he'll be needed a lot now. With obviously, um, I, I presume um, what's his name, Thomas Byrne, will be suspended because he's sent off in Brave for. Oh, he will be back then, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 on that, but, but um, um, let's call this. You, well, you've called it. You've called an away mm. win uh, Sligo scored 16 goals in 21 games they, they they played well against Cork I managed to watch some of the game on a very very legal stream and um, they legal legal legal. I went across the border to watch it I went I went overseas as long as you've clarified yeah. that um, and yeah 
they, they, you, as much as they were playing well, you just didn't feel that they were going to score. I know they did up in Derry, but I mean, everyone scored against Derry at the moment. So, mm. uh, Pats to get back on track. I'm going to go for a home win here. That's our yeah. We're going to go first, first division. First division, uh, at la- last week, at Lone Nil, Shells 5, Cabin Tealy 1, Longford 0, Galway 1, Harps 2, UCD 2, Drogheda 0, Cove 2, Wexford 1, and all the games are on Friday. Cove at home to Athlone, Longford at home to Drogheda, big game. Shelburne home to Cabin Tealy, Finn Harps against UCD, big, big game. Wexford against Galway United, um, a game that obviously, uh, you know, it should be a straightforward win for Galway, but matters off the pitch are taking precedence there. And and what will the chant be on the way home? Give us give us give us a few bars, John. I'm I'm being honest with you. I've actually forgotten. You've forgotten the yeah. Saudi anthem. Yeah, it's very short. I do know that. But they're the team now. We're going to. See, you don't get many Saudi taxi drivers in Dublin. No, That'd you be don't. Your point. But they're the team now. If we're going to adopt a team at the World Cup, Galway, it's like oh, we're going to support the Saudis now. And um, really, yeah. Mm. Are they a likable bunch? Actually, I mean, the players could be. Yeah, not yeah. the government maybe not so much, but um, <laughs> you know. Um, they're an ally of the US, you know, as are North Korea, the way things are going. Yeah, exactly. The, wor- the world is changing. What did you make of Trump and Kim Jong-un? I thought it could be absolute car crash. Like, but Yeah. Well, it's good to get people around the table. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I mean, we're around about getting the clubs taken over running the league here. You know, it's just goes show Anthony as possible. We should just reassure uh, our listeners, you're, you will be here next week before we'll you be jet off to Russia. After Russia, later half, latter half next week. So. Um, and will you be at a game at the weekend? Uh, I'm not entirely sure of that just yet. I might try and take in a bit of Pats and, Pats and Sliger Rovers all right, on Friday. But um, yeah, I'll see. I'll see if I can. I don't think I'm doing any Saudi Arabia games unless they get to the knockout stages. So I won't be able to. Their count. group is so bad, you'd never know. It's, it's possible. a weak group. It's possible. You know. It is, it's, it's actually, you know, we have the mid season break coming. We should reference that. I mean, it will have a lot of players going away. But it probably is. I still think it's a good thing. I know people say, why don't you play the league during the World Cup and take the break? But I don't know. The World Cup can just take off and captivate minds. There's four games on Saturday. And. I know it's not necessarily a crossover, um, but for the group stages, I think it's not a bad time to break. As it happens, the Dundalk Cork on a Friday night is the first rest day of the World Cup. So oh, the next lovely. Friday round of fixtures, it actually sits pretty well. As much as we go on about scheduling, um, I think there is a round that's going to clash with a quarter final, which isn't great, but otherwise it's not like catastrophically bad. And I still think it's the World Cup you know, you shouldn't be afraid and big. You know, to admit that it's a, it's a, it's a big deal and and take the break. It's we we need to sort out our fixture problems elsewhere. It's not really the mid season break for me. Absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's other stuff. Who do you fancy to win the World Cup? Who do I fancy to win it? Um, I've changed my mind several times. I I like France to go well, but I sort of was just looking at the Brazil squad there yesterday. Going, they're unlucky. Some of these lads just came to the fore after 2014. Uh, a lot of the lads that got capped in the latter half of that year, they just broke through. Um. They would have loved to have that from being in Brazil. They would have loved to have that team then, you know. And I think this time around they've got a great chance. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with France. No Saudi anthem, big of a no, sorry bit, bit of a disappointment. Um, we, just before we go, I'd really like to thank Alan Reynolds for coming on. I th- that was his first entry since the attack, and um, you know it can't be that easy to get back into the groove. And also, Carl Shepard to come on. I guess we should thank one him of his as first well. interviews since you attacked him regularly yeah. last year. Yeah, um, that was uh, episode eighteen.